Hello and good day everyone. This is JM from Anime Pilipinas and you are listening to Anime Pilipinas Conversations. This podcast is about the things that you want to know and we all want to discuss about in the world of anime, pop culture, and everything under the sun. And I will be joined in by my Anime Pilipinas correspondents and hopefully also by some special guests and other important people. And now I will be joined in today by our events correspondent, Red Mendoza. Red? Okay, good day to everyone listening across the globe. My name is Red Mendoza. I'm the events correspondent for Anime Pilipinas and welcome to Anime Pilipinas Conversations, our small little roundtable where we talk about anything and everything about the latest in anime and pop culture here in the Philippines. And, uh, and now I will also be joined in by our associate editor and our grammar Nazi, <laughs> John Lawrence Baliwagan, uh, PBN. Yes, thank you. And uh, thank you as well to everyone who is listening today in our very first episode of Anime Filipinas Conversations. Very glad to be uh, with you all. And I, we really hope that you enjoy all of the discussions that we'll be having today and in all of our future episodes. Okay, thanks PBN and Red. But first, uh, just in case, just in case you hear me screeching in pain maybe later on or so, I apologize. I just came from the dentist and they just tightened up my braces and ah. I'm in I'm in scorching pain. <laughs> ah! My teeth. Well, it's gonna get fixed on. So I, I actually hate to take my picture. I hate taking my picture right now. I don't want to take my picture right now because I don't want to smile and see my braces and all that crap on my teeth. Which is why you will notice why we don't have ID pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they will come soon. They will come soon. They will. Hopefully, but well, well, my doctor said it. Well, my doctor said that my teeth, my realignment is doing actually great, actually great. So hopefully, I'm gonna finally get my ID picture soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh, well, anyways, but first, I would like uh, let's discuss first the things uh, we watch on the anime scene today. There are a lot of offerings for anime shows right now. Just in case you don't know. Uh, Animax is offering uh, three shows this month, September. First off is the highly popular One Punch Man. Then they will also air uh, the Snow White and the Red Hair Season 2. They are actually re-airing the Snow White with Red Hair uh, Season 1, maybe tomorrow or so. And then also the other show is... uh, Oh, it's that show again. I almost I almost forgot. Let me check my email again. Uh and, and and you may notice I will only be focusing on cable because uh the local TV in the Philip local TV right now is uh, <laughs> <laughs> silent as a cricket. Uh, and the other one is laughing under the laughing under the clouds will be airing later. Will be airing later in the month, uh, maybe at the end of the month. I mean, but Animax Music Osaka will be premiering on Animax uh, this weekend or this and uh, this weekend, this Sunday, this Sunday. So time to tune in for some musics. And also, Hero will also have their own titles. So surprisingly, they also have Grimgar. 
Grimgar, which previously aired on Animax. Uh, aren't you surprised about that, PBN? Yeah, it's... Well, we are seeing a lot of, you know, we say in the local parlance and local TV industry, lipatan. <laughs> uh, well, jumping fences. Uh, jumping fences. Right. Uh, and I think the, the last time that there was a major, uh, something of a program that shifted to another channel was Kekaishi, which, yep. uh, yeah, which sadly... Actually, uh, actually I'm more surprised with Kekaishi. I'm surprised with Kekaishi before because it aired on Hero. Then yeah. it had airing on Channel 11 QTV when, when it was before GMA News TV. Yes. And then Animax, then... <laughs> I'm surprised that it aired. It's just like that those toy anime that had a little more leg room. Mm-hmm. Which is okay, very, uh, which is very unfortunate because you know I only learned later on that Kikashi had a very good storyline when it was already airing on Animax. So uh, I guess that's how the cookie crumbles. But uh, I guess this time it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, aside, maybe aside from Sailor Moon, <laughs> I'm still mm-hmm. surprised that I'm still surprised that everyone want the everyone everyone wants the ABC five dubbing, despite the fact that Hero TV's airing had a more what what you might say, they had a more uh, loyalty to the uh, what what did I say? Uh, they are they're more closer loyal to, to the the, closer to the original. Uh, they, since they use the original names and such, not not the Sailor Moon new version, the Sailor Moon Crystal, the old sa- the original Sailor Moon. I'm yes. <laughs> well, I guess uh, nostalgia is <laughs> what it, what's at yeah. play there. You know, you know that's the, our first exposure to Sailor Moon. It's going to be the the most memorable ones. Um, I guess. I'm not, well, maybe it's just me, but I'm not hearing the same criticism when it comes to the redubs of Princess Sarah, of Zenki, of more of ABS-CBN's classics. Because I guess they rehired most of the original cast, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, do correct me if I'm wrong. Not sure about. I'm not sure about that as well. Yeah, if only we could get Jamie Bourne. But anyway. <coughs> But I think he's not available right now. Right. Something. Oh, anyways, the other lineup of here of Hero, aside from Grimguard, who which premiered, which premiered uh, on September first, Active Raid, Active Raid, and uh, which is airing uh, their first season. Second season is about to air in a few, in a couple of months, I believe. The second core or the next season so and then the premiere of Gundam Mo- Mobile Suit Gundam The Origins Blue-Eyed Casval on September 18th on Hero Theatrics block so it, it this, I, see, I believe it is actually the first show it is actually the first simulcast uh, movie airing on in the in the Philippines I believe <laughs> With all the movie screenings that happen later on, live, love, live, school idol movie, Detective Covenant, the two Detective Covenants. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of movie screenings, I think. I yes, want to walk. I'm sur- I'm really surprised. I must admit. Mm-hmm. Well, better thank Odex, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they're finally warming up to the to us. Yes, indeed. Uh, and well, the last. Well, I, I guess they're currently screening right now the One Piece. Uh, One Piece Gold. 
mm-hmm. One Piece yes. Gold. And yeah. some of my friends, some of my friends are had already watched it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still don't have I I still don't have the time because we just attended an event uh, later in the week later in the week and for <laughs> so it was quite a busy 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 September and a more busy October and we will be talking about that busy October that we will talking about okay. later on but for now we will go back to September and uh, yeah uh, and uh, I guess let's, let's talk start. about yeah. Let's talk about the recently concluded event, the Anime and Cosplay Expo from Cosplay.ph, which is actually their the which is actually which happened at the S uh, Mega Mall Red. Okay, so uh, ACX, so Anime and Cosplay Expo, they call it. Oh, actually, ACX is what they call is the first of a series, first of their event series called the Cosplay Main Event Series. Which started in ACX and will culminate in cosplay Matsuri in December. Of course, the the marquee event of the of that series is under, understandably cosplay mania, where it got its name. So, um, basically, but uh, but I'm but but I'm very uh, speaking of nostalgia. We talked with PBN earlier. Yes. I'm very what I'm. I'm very surprised that people, including uh, some of the organizers, are talking about nostalgia about Mega Trade Hall D3. Yes. Can, maybe, can you explain to that? Yes, um, nostalgia, because, um, of course, uh, just a little background here for everyone who, are, who, uh, who is listening to us and maybe planning to go to Cosplay Mania for the very first time. I mean, the very first time. And there's so many first-timers who attend events. Um, Mega Trade Hall 3 was the was the venue of the very first cosplay mania, which happened in 2008. A little bit of background here and a personal background at that. I was there at the first ever cosplay mania, the first event that was organized by Cosplay.ph. And as I've been talking to so many people, to the organizers themselves, uh, it was a reunion of sorts for Mega Mall, for Cosplay.ph and Mega Mall, but uh, it was also an experience that is that some people would want to forget. The, that first cosplay mania was actually packed to the rafters. Um, basically, that first event was so uh, so successful, it was full. It was jam packed. I guess we should also give context to about Mega Trade Hall in general. So Mega Trade yes. Hall is basically a uh, relatively small. Uh, event center inside yes. the SM Mega Mall uh, yes. the floor. There are three halls, halls one, two, and three, and three, I believe, is the it's smallest. It's the smallest. Yes, mm-hmm. that is the <laughs> smallest of them. And to quote, uh, to quote, uh, to use an idiom, it, they call it a sardine show. They're packed mm-hmm. like sardines there. I mean to say, I was also there. I bought the ticket for 100 pesos. And yes, because it was it was well promoted. It was well or well, it was well promoted. There was no social media back then, or if there was social media, Friendster and even a limited uh, chunk of people. I think we I think we only exist during Zenotakohon forums. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Maybe Friendster forums, word of mouth, but uh, basically. 
uh, cosplay mania was was the was cosplay got features first event and according to them it was an experience they never ever they never forget because they learned from it. Basically, they <laughs> learned from their experience at cosplay mania and now they actually use those experiences from cosplay mania to create uh, larger events like yeah uh, cos- like the second cosplay mania used a larger hall uh, mega trade 2 and 3 and it's not until 2010 that the cosplay mania that we see now is now being held at the SMS convention center and look at where cosplay mania is now so so be, there that's a be, little background in here to be honest, I'm to me to be honest. Uh, I believe from what I remember, my very first cosplay mania was already at the SMX. I think they're very first at the SMX. Can you can you give me or give us with PBN uh, how what it looks like and how packed it is? Okay, um, just to give you a word picture. Of what I experienced at Cosplay Mania 2008 and 2009. Actually, JM, you were at Cosplay Mania 2009 because it was the first year that TV5 joined there. It was hmm. it was the costume oh, yeah, video yeah. contest. I had to correct you on that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Now was... I remember. Oh, I remember. Okay, Cosplay Mania 2008 was, of course, it's a small venue. So many exhibitors in a small space and you just look at that the crowds were just walking around and you really you really can't fit inside mega trade hall 3 because it's really that packed even outside was also that packed and of course the guards are have haven't yet um done any security uh checks or even the common uh, post pre-event briefing that w- most events are been doing it have been doing now and in 2009 of course the situation uh, a bit cleared because it's now a bit more bit more wider yeah they were they held it in two and three but basically um the attendance kept growing and growing and growing until until 2010 where they introduced their first uh, international guests and again it just came up it, it just went uphill from there for cosplay.ph now you just look at look at cosplay.ph now okay i am very sure that pbn can relate to this uh since he had attended to these events before but mm-hmm. comparing to ozine fest and toycon what can you say <laughs> well i guess having cosplay in its name really uh the focus of cosplay mania has always been on the on the cosplay. Um, I guess one of the innovations that it has introduced really was the tiered ticketing system, uh, which at, at first it was received with uh, with mixed reaction, uh, of course, because you know. Ah, I remember that reaction. Why are everybody's complaining, saying like, "Why is mahal mahal nito or why is it?" Something, and why is it like that? Why is it expensive? Uh, why expensive. The tickets are really that. Uh, the big question, of course, of every event goer, because uh, we all know the history of event prices. Of course, people would flock for a 100 peso ticket. I mean, all people mm-hmm. in our era had 100 peso tickets think that 100 pesos is the norm. Mm-hmm. It's, like it will, it will, it's like it will stay forever and something. 
Yes. Yeah, so, and for the knowledge of our um, international listeners, I guess so. A hundred pesos is uh, roughly two dollars and a couple of cents. So, yeah, to attend a, a an event that's per day. So that was that has been the norm uh, for the price of of convention ticket uh, or anime convention tickets for at least until. Yeah, until Cosplay Mania introduced the ticket tier ticketing system, uh, they were really the first. I I'm not sure, Red. If you correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they were the first ones to really break the, I guess, the 200 yeah. peso barrier. Yeah, a uh, Cosplay Mania was the first event to actually break that barrier because of the international guests that they had. But of course, the, their guest was a bit. Uh, was their guest was. Simple at first, of course. Uh, their in first international guests were Pinky, Pinky Lushun of Indonesia, uh, Jeske, who is now a regular fixture in cosplay that in cosplay mania, Giaki Darkness and Yuki God Bless, both of Thailand. So that 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 was their international guests, and now they actually up the ante with Kaname and of course Reika. Every single cosplayer guest that they introduced corresponds to the expense of the ticket and of course the expense the cost of the ticket that they had to they had to sell well anyways before we go to before we go to that let's go back to the acx because actually i must admit i must admit i was only there on saturday so you had two days of two of the three days but from what i see that is probably one that is the only second of the two events that May that had so much legroom. The other one is Cherry Convention. Yes, yes. Um, basically, uh, ACX was surprisingly, uh, from what you expect from uh, what you expect on a mega trade event was really that comfortable to walk into. You don't feel the 2008 thing of fact people. No, no. You don't. You never expected it. Instead, what I saw was th- there goes the caveat here. Okay. There goes the caveat here. Uh, you have to sacrifice the number of exhibitors. And ACX only had a limited number of exhibitors in their event. And of course, the food booths. They only have two food booths there. And of course, so the major spaces. And, they- and according to Cosplay.ph, they are quote-unquote de- departuring for, from their formula and focusing more on local, local guests. Yes, this for ACX, of course, this is just... Actually, ACX was planned by Cosplay.ph to be a beginner's introduction to cosplay. So, of course, people would be a bit intimidated when they go to Cosplay Mania or or other big events. So, this, uh, according to Cosplay.ph, ACX is an avenue for in- for beginner cosplayers to strut their stuff in an event and yeah, um, just have fun in cosplaying. Without the hassles of being a bit intimidated by big ones or anything else, I mean, the 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 voice on that the, sa- on that on that Saturday, I think I think every everybody really enjoyed the cos the solo cosplay showdown as well as the auctions. Yes, definitely. Um, the co- so the solo cosplay and the auctions as well. I mean, people would want to buy those um, plushies. Yes, plushies and uh, those. Uh, thankfully, those other... a sorry. Uh, thankfully, a controversy-free auction. <laughs> yes, very controversy-free auction. I mean to say, uh, that was the first auction that I've seen. I mean, 
uh, to be to be honest, that auction never went to the 1,000 peso range. So no, the, uh, what one thousand? They they reach one thousand five hundred for some plushies. Oh yes, yeah, some plushies. I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm a bit, I'm quite disappointed that the stuff like uh Takeru Sato's photo book only cost six hundred pesos. Wow! Yes. What? The, what? Yes, the? yes, that's quite a downer. <laughs> that's quite no! a downer. But uh, I mean to say. Not all people can bid that high. Maybe the fans were not there. I mean to say, we also have to take note of the attendance as well. The attendance was a bit I need because of the fact that day two happened after that bombing event in Davao. And day three happened when it was really, really raining that hard. So we have to consider that attendance uh, factor mm-hmm. when we okay. when we have uh, when we visit when those when those uh, when those uh, the ACX happened. Yes, yes. So we have to consider that uh, that factors as well. But on overall, we um, I guess uh, everybody felt safe during the event. No untoward incident happened, save for some. I saw someone on Facebook that lost. A bag in mm-hmm. ACX. Uh, of course, uh, that's a sad which note. Is an un- that's a which sad is note an un- to hear. Which is an unfortunate incident. Yes, an unfortunate incident. But of course, um, cosplay that page have already instructed everyone to, if you have bags to, to take care of, you have to, uh, you. You have to. Sh- you, they are off. They are, they have a, they, they have, have a locker they have service. A lo- they have a they have, they have a locker service and I and they said that they said that they will be offering that on cosplay mania as well. So yes. Ah, finally, we're there's gonna be some relief for us. Yes, uh, it's I guess, really. I guess, mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, I guess this is a, a, an opportunity to tell or. Some small bit of advice to those who are planning to attend any anime convention that unless you are a cosplayer, travel light. <laughs> if, if, if you don't, if you don't really need to bring any big things, or unless, like, unless also if you are a uh, media organization, you know, if you don't really the need food to. food costs too much. <laughs> ah, food. The food. Yes. Yeah, the food. Just buy your yeah, own basically, food. um, the only the we only worry about those cosplayers who bring a big bag, bayong, a big bayong full of cosplay. Um, I mean to say, not all people do that, but hey, some mecha cosplayers have these big bags full of bayong cosplay, and one cosplayer we know carries it for in himself by himself. All the way to his home in Southern Metro Manila. Hi, Christian Umali. <laughs> I I suddenly remembered that viral story about that uh, about a bag that cost six thousand US dollars. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's like a freaking. <laughs> yeah. That looks a freaking looks a freaking plastic bag that can be bought for two for ten ten pesos or something. Yes, yeah. that's even that's a Balenciaga, a Balenciaga shopping bag. Okay, so there. So okay, uh, just to put it, put ACX there. I mean, of course the activities were of course uh, cosplays got talent. Of course, the judges there were Marco Villaluz, uh, Solosiano, and Guy Singson. Um, they they some of the the contestants have uh, joined there for the right to perform as a front act. 
for the I Heart Annie Song concerts, this coming cosplay mania. Then, of course, the solo cosplay battle. It was limited to 50 cosplayers. 50 solo cosplayers. And, yes, some of, some of the cosplayers were really that good. But, of course, some of them some some of them have fan are fan favorites now. Like of course, uh, Jello Custodio as or we all know Kim Jong Un from the interview. <laughs> yes, we have been graced uh, by. So that's why the security. So that's why the security is so tight. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the most heavily shared uh, photo was of someone who did Pico. From Boku no Pico. Oh my god. Let's just not elaborate on that. Let's. Let's <laughs> not. Anyway. Anyway, so that's how I put the cosplay. That's the cos- solo cosplay competition there. Um, the well, anyway. I, well, uh, yeah, the, well, anyway, so how about the torch uh, event? Yeah, um, also, uh, ACX was the, was the Manila, official Manila qualifier for the uh, Torch, or the Cosplay Tournament of Champions, which, will, which is the Cosplay.ph's marquee cosplay competition, where, of course, we, as we all know, the winner, will rep- the winner of the Torch will represent the country in the Asian Regional Cosplay Championships at Anime Festival Asia, this coming November in Singapore. So... Uh, the the winner is Team One Punch Man, um, because I was uh, I had to admit I was coming into the event. You I don't missed, I didn't missed the know, part. I missed that missed part. So part. I don't know if only if there were at least one or two who competed at Torch, of course. So I had no idea or no confirmation who how many people have competed in Torch, but. The winner was the One Punch Man group. Um, they will compete at the. At the I, but I, at the I torch. think they are. There are still two more competitors. I know. Are there still still two more competitors, or that, are they the last? I think they are the last because there yeah. won't be any more qualifiers beyond this point. Uh, only. Ah, the, uh, I I think I'm thinking of. <laughs> Cosplay Mania Cup because there are, I think there are more yeah. two more two more events coming. Yeah, uh, of course, Cosplay Mania Cup. Lest we forget, uh, the winner of the cosplay solo showdown um, will be the one competing at the Cosplay Mania Cup. Of course, um, there will be more events for the for representing the Cosplay Mania Cup. Miss um, Tanya told us that there is one to be held at Bulacan. We're still confirming if it's going to be on San Jose del Monte, Bulacan. SM oh, wow. San Jose del Monte, Bulacan. And the other one, we don't know yet. So just check into their page for the complete um, announcement of where will be the Cyberson cosplay craze will be held because that is where cosplay.ph will choose uh, the representatives for the Cosplay Mania Cup, which will happen on Cosplay Mania second day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well. Anyways. Uh, now let's speaking of the re- speaking of the recent events. Uh, everybody would notice it that started with Toygon uh, bringing up this big guest and surprising exhibitors and such. Now uh, this question is actually juggling in my mind ever since uh, ever since Cosplay.ph brought Lisa Best of Anime 2016 had brought 
uh, Air Aoi, Get Well Soon. Th- this year is definitely bigger because Best of Anime will be bringing uh, Luna Haruna. Luna Haruna, such a familiar, such a fam- familiar name, familiar singer, so that. Uh, and then Cosplay Menu will have I Love Any Song with their headliner, Rido Uriho Ida. Rippy. <laughs> so this, so now, uh, and Animax Carnival, Gord. God, Main is finally coming. Main is finally coming to and Manila just, after. Just to clarify, yes, Ooh. just a quick clarification for our Filipino uh, listeners. We're talking about the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, ja- no, 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 not that mean. Not, not that awesome. mean. Not <laughs> that that mean. Of course. <laughs> that that anyway. not that mean. Of course, we all know who that mean is. And of course, there is also Ami, but not Ami. that not Ami Ostia or Ami Ta-ta-ta. Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this question is juggling on my mind uh, since then. Now, it seems we're one step closer to it. So now the big, the big question is on my mind, on maybe on everyone's mind is, are we ready? Are we ready for Anime Festival Asia? Hmm. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts? Okay. It's 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 high time. I mean, it's it's really just a matter of time of. Of, of planning of where to well the where is kind of obvious really you know you really just need to go <laughs> SMO and uh, and there are only two options people <laughs> right yes and you know it's, and it's it's really high time you know um, I, I guess this is a, a it might sound a little bit weird that I'm bringing this up but APCC actually gives us a little bit of a preview of what an event that is organized by an international um, body or organization, I guess. Yeah, it's an like. international, it's basically a Middle East, Middle Eastern based uh, organ, uh, company. They are powered by big oil, so what the hey? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, uh, I guess the only pain point that the organizers of Anime Festival Asia will have to consider if and when they uh, they will hold their convention or their event here in the Philippines is the ticket price. They would really, really have to study it carefully, consider what has been done in the previous conventions. Their ticketing system would have to be in consideration, which I believe they already are doing in their other events in, in other countries. But then again, there. But then again, I, let's discuss them right away, since you uh, since you point out the tickets. Every time cosplay.ph discusses about tickets and what it what are its benefits and whatnot, they, there will always be people who will complain. There are always exactly. people for some reason that's fogging my mind. Saying when they say that there is. They will be performing at a concert. Somebody will ask, "Why is it there no meet and greet, and why so not?" Not blah 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 blah. And go so so so. Why 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 aren't why why do they complain so much? Let me put it this way, okay? So of course, 
course, I have been into joining into events for 10 years already. And of course, the people were weaned on the notion that you should, events should be that cheap. I mean to say, events should be value for money. Of course, owing to the economic situation of our country right now, of course, no one wants to spend a gross amount of money when it comes to uh, providing events that are, well, should we say it, that's BS. That's a lot of bull. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, now, with, uh, with Anime Festival Asia, Cara Expo, and all of those other events across our neighbors, they are now upping the ante, so we speak. And it's uh, now high time, high time for us to, I mean, to consider our options. I mean, we had to play their game or we're going to lose. Now, just, uh, just, a, just a disclosure, me... Red and and uh, one of our one of our uh, and one of the admins had attended Anime Festival Asia 2014, so we sort of know what it, what so we sort of know what to think and what happened with Anime Festival Asia, which is I must admit I must admit Anime Festival Asia 2014 is the best alpha ever. Yes. <laughs> oh man mean to say our we were so freaking lucky to go to a very best alpha ever because wow. uh there because there's some people are because there's probably some people that are lukewarm with anime festival asia last year and i'm pretty sure that everybody is excited with what will happen to this year because they they have to do it big they have to do it Big and better. Uh, I mean to say that's how we experience Anime Festival Asia, and that was the first time I've been into an international event. And suffice to say, your, fir- your first time to be overseas. Yes, first. <laughs> I mean, first first plane trip, not in the Philippines, not outside the country, but not anywhere. in some bur- not 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 in Boracay, not, not in, in Boracay, a- not in Cebu, but anywhere. I mean to say that was the <clears> first plane trip anywhere. Now, well, any, well, well, anyways, PBN? Yeah, so I guess just um, arching over to what you mentioned about people complaining uh, when pri- ticket prices are revealed. In all fairness, it seems to be significantly smaller than the people number of people that complained when Cosplay Mania first introduced its their ticketing. Because here's well, the... the- Sorry. Well, uh, to that uh, to that point, actually, there are a lot of complaints regarding ToyCon, especially yeah. their tickets with the uh, you get uh, you get to experience uh, with one ticket you get to experience all. I sort of understand their logic, but there are some people who just buy do who just go who just go there just to buy comics and figurines. Buy toys, yeah, which, to which, which I could under which I could understand their point because that's what happened with Afa. When we go there in the mor in the morning, ten a.m., which actually feels like something like seven a.m. in Singapore. Yes. It, <laughs> our body clocks got ruined over there. When we were just about to arrive at the event, we already saw some people leaving with paper bags full of stuff. They ju- they are just there to buy their stuff, and they're done for the year. Freaking yeah. amazing! I mean, I mean yeah, that's was, yeah. uh, that's quite understandable that we or were still we were still coming to Afa when some people are now going home. You get yeah. that you yeah. you get our drift. So yes. I mean that's quite right. surprising for us. I mean to say yes. our events here 
when you go to events, of course, the first notion would be I had to stay on this event until at least four hours, five hours, because I want to meet my friends or to yes to be on the costume, take uh, be taken or I I was I, I'm expecting taking pictures, pictures, taking pictures with the cosplayers, yes, yes, pictures with yes. a lot of stuff. But in Singapore, that is that is we have that's quite different because we saw and this is what we saw people actually going home at around 11 o'clock in the morning 12 o'clock in the afternoon with lots of items in store I mean they just paid AFA they just went to AFA to buy legitimate merchandise so that's that's quite surprising for us I mean that was the first time we saw actually people just going to an event just to buy items well, Not, to be well to be fair, that's how Toycon goes because yes. we also we also see some celebrities had gone that visited Toycon on on a Friday just to buy their uh, their geek stuff. Yes, but, yes. But speaking of that, uh, speaking about returning to my point, returning to my point, there are some people who complained about how much is that they can suffer. But what we observe is they still go anyway. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they, they'll still go anyway, I mean to say. Well, hey, seriously, there were a lot of people at ToyCon this year. There's still a lot of people, despite, despite the fact that they had occupied the main hall. And there were a lot of uh, Funko, stuff, Funko stuff. Yes, yes. Stuff. So they, so I still, I believe that they still gone to ToyCon anyways. Yeah, mean to say, I mean, the, of course, some of my friends who are avid comic book collectors, are really just going to ToyCon just because they wanted to buy comics or buy toys because that is basically the very nature of ToyCon ever since it started. I mean, since we interviewed uh, Cholo Malilin of Toy of uh, AP of uh, Asia Toys and Hub Asian Toys Hobbies and Collective uh, Comics Collective, and they said at that, that time at that time it was collectibles was and unlimited. Limited still. Still, it was at the, at the time it was the collectibles unlimited. And they said that the ToyCon was basically just a gathering of fans to buy stuff, share stuff, mean to say buy, exchange, and talk about it. That was basically the very essence of ToyCon. The cosplay just came very much later. The mm-hmm. event ca- ca- came very much later. And now thinking about it, 15 years of ToyCon. They really had to move up the ante because, to be fair and to be blunt about it, they are really losing to bigger events. Well, uh, I guess I also have to point out, and I guess actually someone from Cosplay.ph also pointed this out, that there's almost the same people who first complained uh, when Cosplay Mania first introduced the t- tier ticketing system are almost the same people who complained I thought at uh, this year's ToyCon for the lack of a tier ticketing system <laughs> that they say that they sh- there should have been uh, a, a, sm- uh, a ticket a smaller ticket price for those who just want uh, to shop for these items and uh, some of the, we don't really care about the celebrities who are going yada 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 so <laughs> which is why it is so fun which is also funny because cosplay.ph is now proudly pointing out what is a ticketing tier system and why it is awesome? <laughs> yes, they, they really had to put out. The they really had to put out that statement on social media. Mm-hmm. And I yep. guess also one strategy that is now being taken by, like yeah, cosplay mania by, uh, best of anime. And I this is also what 
the organizers of um, AFA for here in the country should consider is that they announce the guests first. They announce the guests for all of the major guests first before they announce the ticket price so that you can they can probably say, well, you know, it's expensive. Yes. But look at what we announced. Right. Mm. Yes, yes. Well, well, if you have noticed, and well, if you have noticed, Animax uh, Carnival Philippines 2016 had done it, the, done it differently. They had actually announced the tickets, ticket, ticket prices first, and some people had are already curious. Why is it there is 1,200 over there? Why is yes. it 700 over there? Yes, and people when, were and a when bit the, curious and about and when, it. And when it was announced, they, they just put around. They just, they just, um. They just bought it around and then they just said, oh, all bets are off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, um, they really should look into all of the, everything that has been done by local organizers in the previous years and put them uh, into, in, uh, put it into consideration when they strategize about how to organize the event, how to market the event. Uh, for uh, organizer of APA, I, I should say, uh, that they should uh, put into consideration when they strategize about this so that, you know, they they would be able to, at the very least, have people consider going to the event despite of what will be the price of it. So, and I guess we should give a background, you two should give background about how much the ticket prices were when you went to AFA 2014. Okay. Um, ticket prices of AFA 2014. Of course, the exhibition ticket was at $14. Am I right? I already forgot. Wait, I'll just check my ticket here. It's on my wallet. <laughs> I so laminated exhibition it. Ticket. Such, a, such a keepsake. Yeah, such I laminated a, it. Such a keepsake to remember it by. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's and basically, that's basically uh, my inspiration to go to work and just said, Uh, there is going to be a I next will, time. I will be I back. I will come back. I will come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. The this is 2014. The Terminator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 2014, okay? The price of the exhibition access is $13. That time, the SGD PHP rate was at 34 pesos. So, basically, this is around 300 300 uh, among around we'll 300 I guess uh, okay. oops, 476 so almost 500 yes. pesos almost 500 pesos that's for the exhibition area only so I guess that's those only... who just are there for the for the, <laughs> the, boots, uh, the merch <laughs> the boots the boots yes for the merch I mean 500 pesos for the merch that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's basically a bit costly for us but for Singaporeans who want to buy Legitimate items, mm-hmm. it's a freaking good deal for them. That is where all the licensed merchandise are there. So that's oh my all god, this. Uh, oh my god, I just, re- I just remember that. Uh, out of the three of us, I bought a lot, a lot oh, of yes. stuff. Yes, that's, <laughs> yes, yes, I know. You oh almost had god. an overbaggage. <laughs> Hashtag impulse buying. Anyway. <laughs> Because everything is freaking amazing. I got all my love life stuff. I got all my Gochi Usa stuff. <laughs> all right. Anyways, anyways, anyways so yeah. So that's for the well, exhibition. Anyways, uh, now uh, to that point, another problem with the events here in the Philippines is 
the merchandises. Yes. Mm -hmm. To be honest, because uh, yes, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of lot of merchandise selling here in events in the Philippines, but they are all from coming from resellers. Mm -hmm. Yes, resellers or not only resellers but unlicensed items. And license and maybe some counterfeit stuff. Now that will be the question because uh, according to a to a friend of ours who are who is a, who knows about Anime Festival Asia, they told us that our misconception here in the Philippines is that the ticket price and the Annie song are the one that is uh, making Anime Festival Asia survive. Yes. That is actually not the case, but it is actually. The merchandise sales. It yeah. is. It is actually the sales of merchandises that makes Anime Festival Asia possible. What yeah, are you, What are What are your thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, and it, it's I guess really important to stress the. It's really important to stress that merchandise that will be sold in AFA will be legit. And and you know and uh, I'm not sure if we can say it. Um, right now, but there is an event, an upcoming event. I'll just say an upcoming event that mm -hmm. has told merchandise sellers in their event that they will have to comply to anti-piracy rules. I, I well, believe. Well, I believe there was mention of OMB. Yeah. Yes, specific specifically, it's the optical media board, the one that handles the music, music and so, um, home video uh, regulations. Uh, anti-piracy regulations for yeah um for mute, yeah, anti music anti fencing or... anti fencing law because yes yes because uh, b yes because if you sell elite sell pirated stuff then you will be you have a, you have a lawsuit in your hands yes basically I mean to say that's a little that's safeguarding uh, that's how anime that's how events right now are going to safeguard themselves against piracy i mean to say it's just it's the start it it is a start hopefully mm -hmm. others will follow as well but of course um there will be of course there will be people who will will be hard-headed in tagalog makulit about it i mean to say they will still push for their agenda for but the problem is, but the problem is, if you want to legitimize your event, then you have you you have to buy legal stuff because I still remember Anime Expo in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. The Facebook page of of Good Smile actually humiliated a certain uh, a stall in that event for selling illegal stuff. And besides, and besides, and besides, why would you want to sell uh, sell illegal stuff? It may, yeah sure it sure legal sure the authentic stuff make us a lot more but uh, at least it will last for a lifetime or so yes but you know being in the Philippines there will always be a market for cheap stuff but you know <laughs> but then but then but then again anime festival Asia Hall also has their own dojin dojin corner mm -hmm. yes mm. if you have I, I there is a place where you can have your fan made stuff. Mm -hmm. Ah, you know you. Uh, you know what you mentioned, fan made. Um, there is a small debate that is brewing. I, I've I've read it on Tumblr about the question of 
should fan-made merchandise be considered illegitimate merchandise? Yes. So, so there's. Mm. What are your thoughts about it, anyways? Well, te- if you, strictly speaking, it is indeed unlicensed merchandise because, of course, you, you have not gotten the permission of the original content owner. Um, <laughs> yes. Much, let alone paid for the royalties for using the IP, the intellectual property of it. But there's also the other side of it that say, hey, we're not doing this for a profit per se. We're doing it for the love of the fandom because because we love this such and such anime or such and such video game uh, that we would love to make these items like keychains or plushies and so forth. Uh, you know, we're, and we're not strictly doing it for profit. I think it's similar to the debate of whether Avon should be considered a multi-level marketing. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Like, where is the line? What line do you draw when you, you say that you make such and such profits and then you, you and then when you cross that line, you're now delving into the, uh, to the illegal or, or to the... Illegitimate. Or to the illegitimate, to the immoral. So, anyway, uh, anyways, mm-hmm. but red, but red, some, but red, but red. Uh, some will, be, some may just say that it is parody. It is, it's par, it's parody. It is yeah. a, just a recreation of stuff. So, what are your thoughts about it? Well, um, the parody, the parody is a bit stinging to me. I mean to say that's, it's a bit, that's a bit harsh for people to say about parody but again but but with regards to the mer- to the merchandise, merchandise is still mer- i mean people would still want legitimate merchandise i for <laughs> one would still like me- legitimate merchandise i would even shell top peso for it but to, to make it as a parody it only just it offends me as a fan not only offends me as a fan but it also it also lessens the quality. I mean, it cheapens. It cheapens the the experience, to say the very least. I'm pretty blunt here. Yes, I had to admit, I had I bought essentially some items from illegitimate uh, sellers for my. Well, piece. that's well. Well, to be on, well, to be honest, that's where uh, newbies get their stuff. Yes, newbies get their Until stuff. I, Newbies until they until they develop such time that they actually see that the original merchandises are the best. Yes, yes, but I mean to say, of course, um, we we want people to experience uh, legitimate merchandise. Legitimate merchandise doesn't come that cheap, but if there's a way, if there's only a way for legitimate merchandise to maybe just maybe make it a bit more affordable for everyone. That would outshine those competent, outshine the Are selling normally, the ones. yeah, they sell, uh, outsmart those people who sell it illegitimate, uh, legitimate merchandise. I mean, that is the only way. That is the only way international events can survive here in the Philippines. I mean, that's basically the only way. And for that to happen, the the local events here should be really, really strict about enforcing, enforcing that rule. Now, the problem is. Where? Where would local organizers find the licensors? That's the million peso question we're going to ask. That is a big problem. One, only There's only one or two licensors in the Philippines, 
and they are pretty strict in and uh, and I'm pretty sure Japanese too are pretty strict in in checking out the merchandise because yeah they because they had this sort of uh, multiple quality controls to before it gets approved that because I because the Japanese are certainly aware that they really want top no, top notch quality on all their products. Yes, yes, uh, agree with that. Totally agree with that. So I guess mm-hmm. um, one thing that I've uh, just really remembered as well. Perhaps we can frame or make the case for purchasing uh, licensed merchandise the same way that. Um, some scanlators, when they decide to continue to uh, scanlate manga that are already licensed, they will say, you know, yeah, we're scanlating such and such manga, but if uh, please support the artist by purchasing the re- the real deal. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. we can put it that way that you know, if you really love the IP or the the anime. And you and you would like to thank the the creator or the artist for m- making it, then then purchase, uh, then do, go ahead and purchase the legitimate or the uh, licensed stuff, because part of it does go to the artist. So I guess it, it, that's the best way to frame it and to uh, uh, and to entice or convince people to purchase uh, licensed merchandise in this case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, now there. Now here's another part of another part of event events that are now quickly becoming a qu- quickly becoming a uh, fixture in the pop culture scene is bringing for bringing guests. Mm-hmm. What are your current thoughts? So, I, as I was mentioning earlier as well, when we were brainstorming what topics to discuss in our pilot episode, I mentioned about, you know, yeah, yes, and the what seems to be an arms race to get the best artists that they could put on stage for the best value for money, with the best value for money, especially Japanese guests. Now, I think. We don't really need to refer to this as a trade secret anymore. I guess I could just say it in general terms. Uh, Japanese uh, music companies, record companies, are very hesitant to bring artists outside Japan. Main reason being that their ultimate goal or their objective, if they will be putting out Japanese artists, uh, popular Japanese artists overseas, is that they have to become really popular in that uh, in those countries. I'm perhaps just a few steps short of being a household name, essentially. So that's why they are very adamant to really bring out the big guns in this case. Johnny's Entertainment, to mention one of them. <laughs> I get. I'm not sure if we'll we'll still be alive <laughs> uh, uh, until such time comes that JE even considers the idea of bringing their popular boy bands over here in the Philippines because they they and other talent agencies and record companies like them want to make sure that if they're really going to bring 
feeds artists to our shores, there's going to be at least a significant fan base, uh, a significant audience that will like the artists and will make them popular. Perhaps not household name level popular, but still at least a sizable, a sizable amount of audience that will, well, first of all, buy the CDs. That is also, I, I think I also have to connect this to the reason why uh, services like Spotify are not that um, being well received by record companies is because there's still value into the physical media of CDs, DVDs, um, concert DVDs and such that, you know, people still buy them uh, in Japan. In Japan, at least people still buy them because they hold sentimental value to those fans. And, and anyway, you know, and anyway, it still brings anyway. profits to those companies. Yes, sorry, go ahead. Anyways, and anyways, Red, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I would like to tell about an anecdote about Rune Arlig uh, or Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer, and all of those talk shows, all of those correspondents schmoozing around, getting about their guests. This is what is happening right now in the in the guest department. I mean to say, I would like to use a quote used by Bob Schieffer in his book, This Just It. The events, uh, the guests wrangling, it's like a negotiating for a nuclear arms treaty. I mean, the wrangling is so intense. We, we, it's very much intense because, I mean, to say every single event wants to cater a market where it's untapped. And to provide top caliber entertainment is not just an option, but it is now a necessity for every single big pop culture event in the country. Because to be honest with you, this is 2016. We are in a big global relation now. If we are not going to get uh, pop culture talents or J-pop talents or uh, any song singers, we will be left out. With PBN's point earlier, I still remember Ochisentai Noise and Stormery. They had a small following, but... Ever since they performed at the Best of Anime, now they are getting popular. Yes, they they're, are they're popular, popular already. They're now, they are getting they're more, popular. They're more popular now, especially Stormer, which had expanded their base from Japan to Philippines. Now they also appear in shows in Indonesia and Taiwan. Yes, yes. And um, let's have a little contrast here. Uh, Star Marie was an, was uh, a little known group when they first went to Best of Anime in 2012. Am I right? Was that I 2012? Is, I think it's 2012 or so. 2012. Now they have sung the. I think it was an ED. Is it the ED or the OP? I I say. Uh, from what I remember, they had sung a theme song from yes. Card Fight Vanguard. Yes, they are now. They have sung the the ED from Card Fight Vanguard. So and I and I, and I and they had recently uh, performed a also performed a theme song for the anime Ori uh, uh, Onigiri, uh, uh, which was aired I believe last season. Yes. So look at Star Marie now. This is the big. This is uh, a big plus for us because Star Marie was basically just a small group when they first started in twenty in twenty twelve when they first um, <coughs> sang here in the Philippines and now they they are they made it big they made it in the big leagues and they're returning the favor for Filipino fans. 
So just look at how Star Marie is right now. It's and now they're and now they're performing for the I Love Annie song on Cosplay Mania this year. Correct. Amazing. Correct. Amazing. Amazing. That's Star Marie for you because they have been here. The one concert that changed everything is when Ir Aoi went in the Philippines. That started the game change. That started everything. Yes, I. I, I admit I I watched both Lisa and Lisa's performance and Eroi's performance during Best of Anime. It was a sizable both of which had sizable groups and it was very exciting. I admit when I watched and when I watched it, it was amazing. They also have that video screen on the background that shows the the anime. opening of. Uh, the opening of uh, sword uh, opening of sword art online which is quite mind-boggling because i actually saw that's what they're doing at doing at i love any song concert correct, which we correct. attended in 2014 who uh, mean to say I, that i still i still i i, I, I admit when i heard the song for by eroi for kill a kill that weird uh, popular anime that gave me goosebumps seriously I, that gave me goosebumps because that made me remember when i heard the, her sing during anime festival asia 2014 i felt like we are almost there we are almost there we feel it i feel it we will it will be great it will be great this year we could do more we will do more yeah that's that's basically it but I've, I've, I'm hon- I've, I'll be a little bit honest, of course. When Pyle went to cosplay, when Pyle sang at her set at uh, jam, anim- uh, Japanese uh, jam concert at Cosplay Mania, I had to admit my, my senses were tingling and I felt my eyes, my tears were rolling down on my cheeks. I was crying. And I'm not a fan of Pyle for crying out loud, but I saw that... I'm a fan slow- of Pyle. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Pyle, but I felt my tears were just rolling into my eyes. This is not an over-exaggeration. This is what I felt. I swear to God, this is how I felt. I mean to say, mean to say that sums up my the emotions running up on high about why we it's finally happening. I mean to say, Japanese artists are now coming here to the Philippines. We are now being noticed. And now that up the ante right now in 2016, of course in 2017, we we do we do expect something big to happen. Of course, we all we all expect uh, Anime Festival Asia Philippines to happen here in the country. But of course, um, there's still a lot of a lot of issues to be considered. That's uh, basically a no-brainer for us that Anime Festival Asia is good. Is uh is a big dream for us. I mean to say of mean to say every we all have our biases when it comes to performers. I myself wanted to put Goose House here in the country. <laughs> I really want them to perform here in the country, so to speak. I know you guys at home or listening right now have your own biases, but do you have to support your artists? You have to support the artists coming in here in the in the Philippines. I mean to say the the organizers have painstakingly negotiated for it, banged their heads with the people behind the artists, did some little deal making of their own just to put them here. 
in the country to perform. Well, anyways, PB. Well, anyways, PB. And I hope that you could be. Would you? You could attend any of the NA Song events yeah. in the future. But unfortunately, October will be a busy, busy month for you. You have an important appointment during that time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And I really wanted to go to cosplay mania because of uh, mainly because of uh, Hannah and Bowser. But <laughs> <laughs> cosplay friends. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, oh you! Oh you! <laughs> but yeah, I, I unfortunately have to put that aside. We will meet in another day. Um, and anyways, oh, <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, I think going into that discussion about yeah about Star Marie and Uchu Sentai noise, you know, they were really able to do. Uh, to be really popular, and they really became the exemption, mainly because they came from independent labels or smaller record labels uh, that are more inclined to take big risks when it comes to bringing, in this case, bringing their artists overseas. For the love of God, uh, Ucho Sentai Noise had to sing a Tagalog song. <laughs> That's how they came into the national consciousness. I believe it was Narda, if I'm not mistaken, that they first sang. Uh, Narda by Kamikaze. We really hope and hope and pray, I guess, that they that the same risk-taking uh, mentality goes into the bigger labels, that era oil will really just be a start uh, of bigger and brighter things when it comes to guests uh, in cosplay conventions, uh, anime and cosplay conventions here in the Philippines in the coming years. Uh, we really just have to hope that these talent agencies, these record labels would consider bringing musical guests. And you know what? There's one other thing that local events haven't considered doing, which is to bring seiyu. Oh, well, there's, you know, a seiyu that uh, are also singing or also have a singing career, I guess, on the side. But, but you know, it's probably bringing... the next big leap, I must say. Yes. The bringing top name seiyu here in, in the Philippines, and maybe perhaps have a forum. You know, this is will this is my biggest, perhaps, dream of what I'd want to see in a convention. Have a panel of both the Japanese seiyu and their Filipino counterparts to share their experiences, uh, to share their thoughts about, you know, um, the, the, the industry or, or the craft of voice acting. That's uh, basically it, a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Mm-mm. Right? So, you know, we have um, Mamoru Miyano and um, I'm forgetting his name, but, or, or, you know, some of these big, at least two or three uh, of the seiyu, if, if, we can, if they can squeeze it into their busy schedules, that is, uh, to, to come to the country and, you know, have a forum with the likes of... What, I'm actually uh, tempted, I'm actually tempted to to pit my idol, my Seiyu idol, Natsuki Hanay and Jeff Utanes to do a Kose, a kose voice off. <laughs> <laughs> a Kose off, if you will. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Uh, the dream that is, a, that is actually that is actually a great suggestion. Can anyone please bring can anybody please bring uh, I uh, either or or both Ryakugimiya and Romy Park, aka the Full Metal Alchemist Brothers, Elric Brothers. 
<laughs> That's good. Oh, that, the Elric brothers, the, will be, the two will be really surprised to hear their voices in the Philippines. The I best, bet on that. The best anime, the best anime. <laughs> I'm biased about Full Metal Alchemist. That is, I mean, that is for me the best anime in ever, ever. I understand. <laughs> Definitely. Also to, uh-huh. also to be honest, I'm more uh, these days. I'm more. I'm. I. I prefer to watch more of uh, slice of life animes. Uh, speaking of which, I'm only watching new game this season. But Full Metal Alchemist is really close to my heart. Uh, not being cheesy, but that. But <laughs> well, if you are, if you're in, if you are interested on hearing a voice actress or say you. To the Philippines, maybe you could join us on our discussions. If you are an organizer in the Philippines, whose voice actress, uh, voice actor you want to bring to the Philippines, you could join in by putting to your tweet uh, the hashtag APN Conversation. You may also mention it on Twitter. We are at APN Conversation. Again, that is APN Conversation. Okay, so, ha, wow, what, we had a long, long conversation, we had issues. Maybe we will, hopefully we will have more on the website. That is uh, productive. <laughs> That's a, a big, it's a bit long. That we... Follow Anime Pilipinas at facebook.com slash Anime Pilipinas, also for the latest news and stories. Hopefully, I will not get lazy or get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I am being lazy so much. Ah, anyway, which is why I only watched two animes this season. For Christ's sake! <laughs> anyway, follow follow Anime Pilipinas on Twitter also at Anime Pilipinas. That's a, well, I guess that is about it, right? Yes, or that's about something. it. <laughs> or PBN, you have something to say? Yep, uh, I guess that's all. And I would uh, really love to thank you, all of our listeners, for joining us again here in another pilot episode. I hope you enjoyed uh, all of our discussions and I hope you, you can join in through those channels that uh, JM has just mentioned. And where can you be seen? Well, um, you can follow me on Twitter at PBN Capamilia. That's where my nickname PBN comes from. So at PBN Capamilia. Such a loyal ABS-CBN person. <laughs> <laughs> loyal question mark? Question mark? What the uh, don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started on that. We will talk about it the next time. The next time yes. somehow. Sa ating <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, Red? Anyway, Red, Red. Okay, if you want to follow me on a dose of topics, not just anime, but also political issues, media issues, can follow me on Twitter at Nightlira, Facebook.com slash Nightlira ZOH. My medium is medium.com slash at Nightlira. So you can also look at my musings at Medium. That's where I put some of my some of my thoughts on media, anime, po- not necessarily politics. I don't talk politics on Medium. I talk about media and anime there. No, so some of my event coverage there. Of course, you can also follow me on my Instagram as well at Nightera. But just take note: the politics is exclusively on his Facebook account. <laughs> yes, politics is on my personal Facebook account. So you don't 
if you want to follow me for my politics, media musings, and everything else, facebook.com slash nightkirazioh, okay? So, I mean, again, thank you very much for listening to uh, the first episode of APN Conversations. It is a very, very uh, delightful way, and we are very thankful for, thank, we are thankful to you for Napa, allowing us to listen. The, the face, the politics is exclusively on fa- on Facebook, it's, it's because Oh, bossen! <laughs> anyway, again, again, thank you very much, you dear listener, for allowing us, for, for allowing your time with us to listen to our ramblings, to our music, and I hope you had a, you had a very informed decision, very informed mind about the latest year in anime in the pop culture scene. Again, this is Red Mendoza. We have a blessed day. Have a blessed day to you, listen, our dear well, listeners. Anyways, lastly, uh, again, this is this is JMs speaking. You may follow me on Twitter at BlockerZenPH. That's BlockerZenPH on Twitter. Instagram at JMMelegrito. That is JMMelegrito. M-E-L-E-G-R-I-T-O. Uh, some people mispronounce that names, but I could understand. Well, anyways, uh, again, follow this podcast, APN Conversation, on Twitter. Again, follow Anime Pilipinas on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and elsewhere. Uh, anyways, this is JM once again. The, the time now is actually 12.22 of September 7. I actually have to wake early because I will be doing some stuff. <laughs> yes. And TBN <laughs> and TBN and Red is currently on their day off, so good for them. Well, anyways, <laughs> well, anyways, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>